when you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blow. As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin. None. After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. I think uh, um, the first game, it was a great experience for us. It was a great learning experience about uh, to remember who, or remind ourselves who we are, right? And what do we need to, to, to do well on the field and to get wins. Um, I know it's, it's sometimes it's, uh, it's difficult and it's the, the key, how much consistency you can have throughout the year. Uh, but uh, we show up today uh, in the way that uh, this team and the identity of this club is, you know, that we want to win. Uh, doesn't matter the opponent that we have in front of us. Doesn't matter if we uh, are playing well and we, we don't score and they score on us. Uh, we, we can respond. And uh, once we, we click in uh, the way we want to play and the mentality, I think uh, you can see uh, the good things that you saw today remind ourselves of our identity as head coach of Dallas head coach Nico Estevez after the three to one thrashing of Los Angeles Galaxy in Frisco uh, the first win of the season for FC Dallas it really feels like the season is now officially underway and welcome everybody to afterburn soccer new new name but some familiar faces and some good old FC Dallas conversation whether you're listening to us on a podcast or you're here with us live, Thank you for taking some time today to talk FC Dallas with us. And I'm here with my buddy Ishmael Belcora. You can follow him at Belcora Ishma. Uh, and uh, excited to talk some soccer for the next few minutes with him. And, and of course, I'm Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill. Uh, I'm coming to you now from a different time zone. So we've had to finagle all that. But we're here, and luckily, we got n not a miserable game like that opening season loss to Minnesota uh, to talk about. But we have a win, right? A, a, a delicious win against visiting Los Angeles Galaxy. Let's just start with reactions. Uh, Ishmael, um, as you caught up on the game, you know, just what were your reactions to FC Dallas's performance? That was a really, really good second half. I mean, in, when we're comparing the four halves that we've played so far of soccer, Three of them were not good, like just straight up not good. And so it was just really exhilarating uh, just watching those two goals go in in the second half and just seeing more control of like by the players on the field and just seeing the talent that we know that they have and the tactics that we know Nico's been trying to implement. And it was it was a fresh sigh of relief, kind of weight off, weight off shoulders mainly because it was it, it's an unexpected thing for us to lose 
the first game of the season. It hasn't happened in over a decade until this year. And so, like, a lot of us were really worried, really concerned, like, over overreactions to the first game with some healthy dose of criticism. Uh, but now, like you said, it feels like now the season is starting because of the fact that we're not used to losing so early on. So, yeah, it was a, it was a really, yeah. really good game. And there were shades of that first, that opening uh, weekend game, um, just with, uh, you know, just the, you, you give up a, a just a kind of a scrappy goal. It wasn't exactly the prettiest soccer uh, for Los Angeles. It was just some mistakes, some mental mistakes, uh, and, and and they just and, and a ref, uh, deflection uh, ultimately bouncing off of Mar- Martin Pass. Just disappointing to give it up. So for a moment there, I you know I was like, oh no, not again. You know, here's a team that was. You could tell in their body language, frustrated, just not able to make that final pass. And then at the end, uh, we saw it in our opening sort of credits of the show, uh, at the end of the first half, when almost it seemed like, you know, Nico was going to have to have a a hard conversation with the guys. Uh, Edwin Cerillo launches a long ball. It it comes down. It's misplayed by the defender. Uh, Paul Areola is able to slide it across and... Velasco puts in the first goal for FC Dallas in this 2023 Major League Soccer season. Good stuff. Um, uh, and you could tell from that moment on, the team's energy just looked different. Right. right. Uh, in fact, I'll, I, I, let me play a little clip of Ariola after the game talking about that opening goal. Yeah, I, I think it's just kind of like the relentlessness um, th- that I bring to a game. Um, you know, just constantly knowing... Um, to, to try and get him behind. Obviously, we you know, we were we were constantly looking for that connection, trying to play the ball over the top. Obviously, the you know the guys up front, um, you know, we're, we were getting frustrated because it often wasn't connecting. Um, but just on that play, you know, it it was just one of those plays like you just try try and make something out of out of nothing, um, and, and just tried to fight for the ball. But was able to uh, to kind of beat him um, out on the challenge, and then um, was able to get a get a ball across real quick for for Allen. Well, I think. Uh, Sorry there. We'll come back to Nico in a bit. Uh, but yeah, something out of nothing. I mean, that's that's an ap- appropriate descriptor for this goal, right, Ishmael? Yeah, and I think it's it's a goal. All three goals what they had in common was it was high speed transition moments, transition moments, and something that we couldn't really do against Minnesota because of how deep they were playing and how difficult their block was to break. And so once. That first goal, again, that's just hammering them with those long balls that we kept pushing in the first half. A couple of them went through, a couple of them didn't. Uh, but then in the second half, everything just got more open up. You talk about that energy. It's part of, they started playing with more intensity. The press was a little bit more successful than it was last last game. And so I think those kind of um, sparks in a game, are even even though it happened at the end of the second half, at the end of the first half, those sparks really are able to energize the players, especially when you start to get into that low mood when you, you've conceded two goals in, in three halves and haven't scored anything. Like that kind of spark that you can get can ignite a flame that's, that hasn't gone on for a couple minutes. Right. Yeah, and, and part of that was, of course, Jesus Ferreira, who had such a strong season last year, but certainly had moments where it looked like he was just rushing things, uh, struggling a little bit. 
and it sort of extended maybe into the World Cup. But you know, I think it's a little harsh because there's a lot of things out of his control at the World Cup, uh, including you know just the way that they were being asked to play and things. So, uh, but but you know, even for preseason, not really getting any goals and not really getting going, so you could feel him sort of frustrated a bit. So yeah, I always know for Jesus, you get that first goal for him, and all of a sudden it just something. It's just like I can relax now. I can relax and just play my game. And he was unlucky not to really. He was unlucky not to score in the first half. He had a pretty solid shot, went off uh, the post, um, off I think a far fan cross, and then in the second half probably should have had a third. Uh, just went high, I believe. And so yeah, just uh, the, the, so much of this this. this professional sports world is about just confidence it's about being able to not overthink things not snatch at things not try to do too yeah. much and so yeah yeah and jesus, yeah yeah jesus is just a player that feeds off of his form and so like you could tell because in that first half he was getting extremely frustrated not just with like the post is what it is but there were a couple times when those long balls weren't working or when players wouldn't find him and he'd get frustrated and in previous years that that frustration would come from just youth because he was a young player but now he's been a professional for like five six years and like you can tell like it's just a desire to help the team build and and like score goals and be successful and so those moments it's just frustrating as fans on his behalf because like you can tell, he's really pushing for it. It's not for lack of um, effort. It's just some like for those first three halves, the balls were not bouncing his way, and so that's why whenever he's able to get that weight off his shoulders, we like you said, we can relax now because we know he's here. Let's let's jump to and hear from him after the game um, and uh, his his kind of reactions to the effort. Well, it was huge. You know, I think the team uh, wanted to win. We needed to give it to the fans. Uh, we had to see what we did wrong in the first game that we weren't able to take the three points and, and apply it to, to this game. And I think that the team was excited. The team was ready for, for, for the challenge um, and, and happy that we got the three points at home. Your first goal came from a combination of you, Alan, Paul. How important is it for that front three to be with uh, chemistry? No, I think that... Uh, the top three up front uh, have chemistry. We're building chemistry and we're learning from each other every day. Um, and for it to come alive in a game and, and work out and, and see the outcome that it's a goal, it's always uh, amazing. And we're always working on to, to make it stronger and, and be able to uh, score more goals. The hope here, of course, is that, um, you know, that this chemistry just continues to develop for this team. Uh, and and it becomes just deadly for, for other teams to deal with it. You have to p- pick your poison, I like to say. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I think you can look back at the front first game and just say that they just weren't quite on the same page. There were the ideas there, but it just wasn't quite clicking yet. Would you agree with that, Ishmael? Yeah, I think, like, like I mentioned earlier, all three goals in this game were off-transition moments. The first one was a long ball. The other two were like tackling the ball, like like intercepting it, and then pushing for a counterattack, and then going and scoring. Um, we have yet to score a goal from open play of possession, and so that's what we were trying to do against Minnesota. Because in 
Minnesota's case, the line was so deep that we like you couldn't counter that when all the players are playing defense. And so that is what I don't think is clicking, not even yet. I think in this game we showed that the pressing can be successful, and we know this because we have players like Paxton, like Hazy, that the front five were able to push forward so well and put pressure on the defense. We know that, that that's been successful in the past. But even last year, there were concerns about how we're able to break down blocks and how we're able to play through defenses. And uh, so far, it's still it's still something that the team needs to look at and try to try to like improve. And so, yeah, that's what I think is the frustration came from in the first game, and what the frustration was in that first half. And so, in in the next game against Vancouver, if we're able to adapt a little bit more. Uh, you know, it, the big question for the mid for me is the midfield that's part of that equation. It's just, it's interconnected parts all together. I mean, we know Farfan is pretty much locked down the left back spot. Well, you know, uh, uh, G- uh, Giovan Jesus was brought in to, to put, push Tomasi at right back. And I thought he was better in the second half against Minnesota United, but, but it's game state at that point. FC Dallas was sort of throwing everything forward, trying to break down Minnesota. So, of course, an attacking right back is going to look a little bit better than how you maybe started the game. But I thought Tomasi had a good, solid game. And Tafari had a good, solid game too. But, uh, you know, Edwin will be the question mark going forward. I thought he wasn't too awful. Uh, he, he generated, helped generate that first goal. But, uh, yeah, and I, I, so even the front three are dependent upon this midfield, and, and it just feels like um, Paxton, phenomenal performance. But the other two guys, you still kind of want, you know, want Sebastian to do a little bit more maybe. Maybe he's still getting fit. Uh, but the big question mark at, at the six with, uh, with either Faku or with Edwin, uh, you know, it kind of lurks there even though um, you – it's, it's tough to, to complain too much after a win, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, we can find a way to. Uh, and I think, uh, so, like, legit, I'm not too concerned about because, again, in preseason, he didn't start a single game, so he's still getting fit. Uh, I'm... I'm kind of confused as to why he's playing, in this game at least, a full 90, uh, when you can, you have Siki there that can play that yeah. position. You could push Velasco into that space. Like, I don't think putting burden onto Sebastian when we have such a thin midfield right now is the best choice. Um, but yeah, like when we're talking about the press, like five players go to press. It's the front three, Paxton, and... Legit, and in that first half, the Galaxy were able to get past that press a couple of times. The Rio is not good enough in defending the whole field in those kinds of moments when the players are too far forward, and so it's not really—I wouldn't describe it as it's on him, but in those moments, he's just not good enough, and Faku is also not good enough in those moments. Um, I remember in this game, Surreal, whenever that they would pass the front five, Surreal would be dropping back into between the center backs, leaving a lot of open space in the middle. And so 
that happened consistently, leading to chances. That's why LA Galaxy had that like ten minute span where they had like five shots. And so early on, like from what we can tell so far, it does not look like that progression for Surreal is there to compensate yeah. for Fapu and how poor he plays. Again, we're still early on, but Surreal's been here since twenty nineteen. And his, he has progressed. It's, there's no doubt about it. But, I mean, we all remember that 4-0 Chicago game that we lost. Uh, but he is not at that level where he's even a top 10 defensive mid in the league. And right. that's what's needed to be well, in that uh, top our, four our buddy Jose would, would have been on tonight in the Western got pulled away. So um, we'll see how like it goes in the next like, us here in a three second, but. Jose has yeah. a com- hey, sent in a comment. Thank you, uh, Jose, and we're hoping everything is is, is fine with your family. Uh, last season, FC Dallas feasted on teams that didn't employ a low block, more so if they used a high line. Happy to see the attack come to life, but now they have to do it against a low block, which which is the question, right? It's what you were just talking about, Ishmael. Like, it's one thing to get a team that's going to push forward. Uh, you know, and, and take advantage of those quick transitions. But it's another thing when the team just is going to make you make the mistakes. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tricky proposition. Yeah. And I mean, Vancouver's probably not going to play a block. Like Vancouver's probably not going to play a low block because they need a win, so they're going to be pushing really hard. Uh, LAFC in like two, three weeks is probably also not going to do that. But like a game like Kansas City, the next home game, like a game like what we're going to have against Portland, teams that come to Dallas are going to be playing in a low block, and we cannot break that. At least currently, against Minnesota, we couldn't do it, and LA Galaxy didn't employ a low block. They played a higher line, and that's why we were able to be very successful. And so, Jose's right. Like, this has been an issue, and in, in the entirety of Nico's tenure. And I think that having a defensive mid, a DP defensive mid, that can do the passing to break down a low block and do the defensive work that's needed after a high press. That's the only way this can be successful, or else we're going to get similar season as last season with not much success, probably not a lot of um, like players getting worse, but we want the trajectory to go forward. And I don't think Surreal and Flacco can do that, at least currently. Well, we welcome Tommy into the to the show. Tommy, good to see you. Uh, you can follow him at Tom underscore FC Dallas on Twitter. But yeah, Tommy, give us your reactions from this uh, first win of the season, not the first game, but the first win. Uh, you know, are, are you still feeling the high after the 3-1 the to one beat down? I, I feel much better, and i got to be honest. After I know you were talking about the Minnesota game. I think uh, I should have known better than that. Uh, I know that FC Dallas does not play well against Minnesota. Just their tactical, as, as uh, you were just commenting on that, they, they, you know, they kind of clog up the middle, they stay back. It's just not the best matchup for FC Dallas. And I was very down on that performance the first week. And that's why I was predicting like a 2-0 loss. But um, definitely not a two-loss team, a 2-0 loss team for FC Dallas. 
uh, this past weekend. Um, you know, it took a while for them to score that goal, but, um, you know, cr- all credit to um, Ariola for that, you know, great square pass. That's all on him. Anybody who would finish that pass. I mean, uh, um, but it, it was just a different second half, right? After that, it was no looking back. And it, it made me feel warm. It made me feel good about the team. Uh, I My grades were a strong B for everyone on the field. I didn't, I didn't see any deficiencies out there. I really was really happy with Farfan. I, I, I think he could have had an assist early in the game. He, he, he hit a great pass to Ferreira, who hit the post. If that went in, that's, a, that's an assist, right. an early goal, a game changer for the game. Once you go up, it, the game changes, right? I, I just thought it was a very strong performance, but especially for uh, Jesus, um, Paxton, Ariola, Farfan was another one. I, I, just, I don't have anything to complain about about this game, and, but it was a different lineup than the first week, right? Um, there, you know, there were some qu- questionable starters on the first week. And, um, but, you know, one thing I noticed uh, in the game is, is, is a lot of different passing up in the final third. Uh, you don't remember, like, how many times they just crossed it over from one side to the other? Just, like, that's, that's something we've seen in the past. Not, not, not as often in, in one game where they were just passing from the left side to the right side, the right side to the left side. And, you know, that's how Paxton's, uh, not Paxton, uh, Jesus got his, one of his goals, a header uh, off of a, Ariola, another assist, a second assist from Ariola to Jesus. Um, and that dynamic is, is something I, I picked up in the game, is that there's a different dynamic in the final third. And, and it looks like it, he, the coach, you know, Coach Nico is, is teaching the team, or he wants the team to be um, a little loose in the final third. Don't be so rigid on your passing. Try to get the ball in the box, you know, and it, it worked. It worked this past weekend, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, Paul's assist on the uh, on the second goal was just uh, savvy. It was just a veteran, um, and Jesus' use of space in that moment, oh, just wonderful. And then, really, the 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 third assist uh, for Paxton, uh, beautiful. What a wonderful that he he's you know he's going quite fast there, uh, you know, putting pressure on defenders. Then to to just wait that pass correctly, you know, just was beautiful stuff, you know. Um, yeah. It, is it the yeah? Is it the greatest uh, uh, greatest uh, you know pass in the history of soccer? No, but it's just wonderful to see Paxton get rewarded because he is putting in the work. And that kid, this is his year, and I just hope it it continues. Yeah, that that play you're talking about, you know, that, that's a homegrown calmly making a pass to another homegrown, calmly finishing it in the corner. I mean. That's big. It's big. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's yeah. let's get uh, Nico's. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ishmael. I was saying it's it's because of the pressing in that before that goal that we're just like that's so great because Paxton again those injuries that he had like two years ago he you could tell he was feeling it even last season when he get he kept getting pulled in the 60th minute. Here he's he's pulling assists in the 60th minute off of a really good high press against a former Barcelona player. That's very, very encouraging. And it's the next step is for him to finish the, the, the opportunities he has. Like There's still the times when he gets the ball top of the box. He's like, no, I'm going to pass it to a three-yard offside Obreon. Um, but like there, you can tell he's coming back, um, now becoming a full-on professional, and it's just... 
once he starts getting those numbers, he got an assist. That's already half of the assists he had last year. Once he starts getting those numbers, it's just going to be like heartwarming. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah, the Greeks driving up the center field was a sight to see. Good stuff. Uh, let's jump over to, to Nico. I got to ask Nico in the post game about just uh, you know after the, the, the disappointment of the opening game and then this game, what he wants to see the team, the, the, the the crew, uh, you know, uh, moving forward with, uh, you know, taking from this mass match into these coming games. Um, here he well, goes. Well, I think uh, to, to see in, in perspective is uh, we we had 11 shots today. And against Minnesota, we had 11 shots. The difference is we had four shots on, on target and three goals. And then against Minnesota, we had one shot on target and zero goals. And then sometimes soccer is that simple, you know? And then you have your chances and you score. Uh, even that we didn't uh, play the way we wanted against Minnesota, uh, we didn't deserve to lose the, that game. And, uh, and about it's just about refocus and, and, and see the reality of this. And the reality of this is you have to go one game at a time. And you don't have to think about anything else. And uh, if you win, it's okay. If you lose, it's okay. And that's it. And keep. We don't like to lose, but uh, and we we love to win. But you cannot go too high and you cannot go too low. You have to be balanced because this season is very long. MLS is a really really difficult competition, and you can see the results today. And um, and it's something that we have to understand. Everyone here and. Uh, I was pleased with some things that we did against uh, Minnesota, and other things uh, we needed to to address, and uh, and I think we did it. And uh, the players' response was amazing. And sometimes it takes uh, time. And even if we lose this game, if we have this mentality and this intensity, of course it will be we'll, we won't be happy, but it will be things to to grow from from there. Right now we have more points than last year at this time. Then. We just have to go one game at a time. This is very long, and uh, focus on what we can control. The other things, for us, is doesn't affect to us. So focus on the things we control. But I loved his point that, which he's right. You know, at this point last season, uh, they didn't have. You know, they have more points now than they did at this point last season. So, um, you know, keeping sort of a sense of balance to where FC Dallas is and that you know, soccer can be cruel. Sometimes you can have those games where you you give up one shot on goal and that's a goal and you 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 generate a lot and nothing comes from it. So it's just uh, uh, soccer can be cruel. So I, you know, I, I appreciate his, uh, his levity at this point in the season because it is a long and brutal season. Uh, in fact, the team will now go up and face Vancouver uh, their first away match of the season, and uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's always a tough place to play. Vancouver has been improving as a team. Uh, so I, I'm just not sure what to expect from this matchup, and if, but in all likelihood, Vancouver is going to approach, uh, you know, is going to limit um, limit FC Dallas as much as they can, um, you know, with, with their field and every, all their situation. So let, let's just turn our attention to what's coming up this week, uh, you know, uh, for, against Vancouver. Uh, Ishmael, how do you think the team's going to approach that game up in the Pacific Northwest? 
I think they're going to go with the same ideas as the Galaxy. Vancouver have lost their first two games, and both of them are on the road. So they're going to be looking at this next game as, all right, first two games were on the road against two very good, uh, well, not very good, San Jose is not that good, but two Western Conference opponents. Uh, we need to win our first game at home, cannot lose this game. And so they're going to come at it full force, right? And they have the players to do that. I mean, Ryan Gold is very good. They have a Bundesliga midfielder. You have Gressel. You have uh, Brian White. Uh, and so that that is a good like forward attack. They don't have a great defense, uh, mainly because the defense is still new. They have a new goalkeeper. Just got in like two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago. Um, they are in a transition moment right now for their defense. Uh, the front three and that press will be very successful because when you have a defense that is still uh, growing into it, they're going to make mistakes. And so, again, just the same game plan as the Galaxy. I like... We could try to break down a low block, but I don't think we'll have a low block to break unless we concede early and have to deal with that for the rest of the game, which is very possible in a place like Vancouver. So uh, if we're able to not concede in the first 20 minutes, it's just a high-press game, and that's what they should be trying to do with the front three. So not much, no no real changes, I don't think. Uh, this might be a good game to pull out um, Giovanni, and give uh, the king, Tomasi, a little bit of a break. But uh, that that's... Well, Tom, before I, I go to you, I'm going to... We'll hear a quick... Uh, Tafari, was, uh, Tafari was asked about this after his performance this past weekend about Vancouver. Here's what he said. Yeah, massively important. We know uh, our history with Vancouver. It's always tough to play there, whether it's the field, the atmosphere, or uh, their style of play. So I think getting three points and getting a lot of guys on the score sheet is going to be a great uh, sort of advantage going into that game. Tommy, you, what, what do you think? What do you expect against Vancouver? You know, I, I think with Nico, we've seen not a lot of change uh, from game to game. I think we, I expect the same lineup as last week. Um, I expect a good game from the team. Uh, we saw that last year that the team, although they did have some, you know, some bad games on the road, they had some good games on the road. And um, I, for some reason, I just feel good about this team after the second half. Um, I expect a good game from FC Dallas, but I expect more of the same of what we saw in the second half against the Galaxy. Not every team has the same uh, personnel that Minnesota has that plays that the way they do and can just automatically just turn on the switch and play like them. So I don't know that we're going to have the same issues that we have against Minnesota. It's a different team. You know, I think, you know, I think, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Van- Vancouver is going to push things. I mean, it's going to be a tough match. They're going to be looking for that first goal. They're going to be in front of their home crowd. who have been waiting for the match. Yeah, I, I think, I, you know, again, I'm happy with the draw. I'm happy with the team just building off of this. Maybe they give up a goal, but they scrounge around and, and get that, that draw and, and come back, you know, uh, come away with a, with a point as, as a way just to kind of keep that progress going. But uh, it would be fun to see this this attack just uh, take advantage of Vancouver. <laughs> but But that's just hard to do. It's just hard to do in this league. You know, it's a really – special thing to do that in front of someone's home crowd it happens but it's it's i will see we'll see and yeah i mean i think my big question is just going to continue to be see how nico manages this back line 
you know, does Cerrillo sit? Does, does Faku get the start in this one? Do they want a little more veteran, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Does Jesus start on right back? Do we see Ibiaga back? What is what is it that, you know, Nico saw in starting Ibiaga against Minnesota that he switched back to Tafari? You know, it's just a lot, those questions, right? Like, what does the coach see? And he's not going to tell us that. And maybe he didn't see what he wa- thought he was going to see, you know, so because uh, I thought Tafari was very good. Yeah, I, I want, the question I've been having is, you know, I see talent Safari, but why is it that he plays sometimes and then, you know, at the beginning of the year, you think this is the year he's going to start day one and he doesn't. It's like, what is, what you know, I don't, I'm not there at practice and I'm not the coach, but there's evidently seeing something that they don't like from Safari. I don't know if it's just his ball handling, you know, but uh I think, you know, his youth and his speed is something that others don't have in the back line and you know. Yeah, so. it's it's we, we you know, which we could be sometimes a fly on the wall in the locker room to kind of figure out, but um yeah, I I think at this point it seems like Nico uh you know, Nico Nico doesn't necessarily have his guys. He has his guys, but he also seems to uh, uh have a good sense of, of who can really contribute what, what he what he needs out there on the field. So it's going to be fun to watch. It'll be interesting to see how this – because, you know, they did bring on Ibiaga late uh, to kind of preserve the win against Los Angeles, and he – it was doing fine, but it was a much more limited role of basically just like just clear the ball, you know, just win the ball and get it out of there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with LA, Ibiaga basically was playing almost exclusively in the three-man back line for – decent amount of time, right? And so sometimes he played two at the back. And what happens with the Biaga is that he has very uh, on and off games. I mean, he was probably, in my opinion, the best player on the field in the MLS Cup final until McCarthy came into goal. Like, he was cleaning it up left and right when the other center back was playing very bad. And so, like, seeing him play in the way that he did against Minnesota – Again, that just shows his on-off. It's sometimes it's there, sometimes it isn't. The the concern is again that also happens with Martinez sometimes. Like we we've had two good games from Martinez so far, but remember, he does not like the heat here. He does he he starts to uh, mess up a little bit, especially in the latter half of the season. And so the question is, what do we do at that point? Because Tafari is the only one that's consistently himself, unless he does like a pass mistake here or two, and that's getting a lot better over time. So what do you do once the if those two have off games? You play Norris? I mean, that'd be kind of cool. But that should not... Again, that shows how Nico having his guys yeah. leads to not a lot of good depth in positions of need. Like, again, if Paxton gets hurt tomorrow... God forbid, what do we do? CP, and then there's no one on the bench. So that's where that depth always has a concern, and that's more of a concern with League's Cup and more of those games. So we'll see. We'll see. Ibiaga still has a place on this team, but it's it's going to be interesting as the season goes on just to see how it's going yeah. yeah. I think we have to give him more than one game. To be honest with you, I don't. I know he didn't look good at all, but I think it's just one game. Yeah. Well, look, I, I need to wrap the show up a little bit early. We got an appointment in my family coming up, but first, before we do that, how about this? Um, just 
reactions to the Apple TV plus coverage of Major League Soccer so far? Any instant things? I mean, so far I've I've, I've been decently impressed. It's high quality, high you know, good picture quality for sure. Yeah, improved the improved uh, resolution is really nice. I think that the app for the most part is really nice. Took me a little little while to find out how to find mm-hmm. the full replay. You got to hold the button down. It's a little it's a little not intuitive. Um, I love the uh, the break view when you know they go to halftime. They kind of even before the game starts, they they already have the game on. You see the players warming up. You see more of the game than when it was on the networks. The other networks, they would go to commercial. They come in the game with start. You see the whole thing, and I I think it's been just fantastic. Now there's a feature to hide the scores. Uh, it didn't default to scores hidden, so I I couldn't make the game the first game, so I had to play a gig. I come home. I want to watch the game, and the first thing that I see is they lost because the scores were on. So I turned off the scores. But then, you know, the main page when you go in, they have the big headline. They still they still show the scores on the big headline. So it's not exactly perfect yet. But other than that, I think it's just fantastic. We want to thank the coup, coup for our buddy Coup for sending us some good shots from his vantage point uh, in the supporter section. With like a great raucous crowd. Uh, that popped well on the feed for once, I think, too. Yeah, the production side is absolutely incredible. It just kind of makes me question what what was what was the production we were having with ESPN Plus? Like, was that like two tiers below? Were we buying that off Walmart? Like, I really yeah. wasn't understanding. Like, this is so good. I'm kind of annoyed about what we've gotten in the past. I- I do have one complaint, and I'll, I'll wait till you finish. Um, but besides that, everything's okay. I think MLS 360 is a little overhyped. Just with just four people in a room just talking about the scores the entire, like, for hours and hours on end. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not really that great. I also wish the Spanish and French uh, uh, streams were accessible in the stream itself, like where you can change to radio, uh, to the radio uh, broadcast team. I wish that you could do it of Spanish and French through there instead of having to exit and then like scurry around to yeah. go find it. Yeah. Uh, but again, those are tiny nitpicks. Uh, the production itself being so incredible is just it's just it's just awesome to see. Well, the the one complaint, yeah, I'm sorry. The one complaint I have is not really the Apple app. It's 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 Steve Davis has been dropped from it and I think I really enjoyed his color commentary Um, Mark Farwell has been assigned our games and if I'm not misunderstood if I'm not mistaken it's not really the home crew anymore I think they're just the whatever whoever watches the game is getting Mark Farwell which is great they're just giving it Mm -hmm. him to us well but but he's but he's no longer he's no longer really like from the home team perspective he's calling it both ways. So if the other team scores, you know, the the color commentary that we used to get from Steve Davis was very, very uh, in depth. I mean, going to all the practices and you know stuff like, hey, I've seen I've seen so and so take this shot, and uh, it does. You know, that has been dropped, and that's a big miss. That's tradition, and I'm sorry. I'm that's that's one thing I, I think it's just uh, someone missed the boat, and it yeah. you know. I, I, it's just bad. I mean, he's he's he was great. He should still be on the on the cast. 
We'll get some Steve Davis love there. Look, we need to, we need to finish out the show. Um, and uh, pr- appreciate everyone watching all the comments from Hoach and Jose and everybody. Um, and, of course, subscribe on afterburn.soccer. See our articles, other content there. We're putting the podcast up there now, so things are going to be looking a little bit differently. Of course, you can come back and watch it here on our YouTube channel um, anytime you need. Anyway, good night, everybody. Ishmael, Tommy, thanks. Good night, y'all. Good night, everybody. Thank you.